Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Last week, in our our main scripture is Colossians 3.13. It says this, bearing, and I'm going to read 12 and 14 as well to just give it context. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility. What do you have to do? You have to put them on. In other words, they don't come naturally. They come spiritually, and spiritual things are activated by faith or by putting on. Amen? All right. You guys are listening good. Take good notes because you're a doer of the word, and you're going to want to do this. How many have had things in your life or at times where it's, it's in your life and it's been in your life for a long time, a problem, uh, an immaturity, uh, something consistently, and it's after a while you're like, Lord, I know you said I'm free in this area, so why am I not experiencing freedom? This is where we get answers right here when we start staying focused and get into the light of this word. This word will light you up. What I mean is, is that if you allow this truth, it will reveal to you areas where you're functioning in darkness as a believer because of a misunderstanding in your thinking. The Bible says this, be not conformed to this world, but be by the, not the removal of your mind, the renewal of your mind. Now, some spirit-filled believers are that way. They think, well, if I could just get rid of my brain, No, stop it. You're making us look bad. And everybody believes you've removed your brain. No, we need the renewal of our thinking, the transformation, the metamorphosis of the way we think from that place of being cocooned to the place of a butterfly. Amen? So he says this, he says, put these things on. And and he talks about uh, tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. And then in forgiveness, verse 13, bearing with one another. How many know you're supposed to bear with your brothers and sisters in Christ? And forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you have the option to do. So you what? Now, who wrote that? Well, it's higher than Paul. The Holy Spirit wrote that. Paul was just the secretary, which is what we all are. Verse 18, or verse, sorry, 14. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. It's the glue of perfectness. Now, in If a church will function this way, if a home will function this way, if business owners will function, if boards will function this way, God will move. In your world, supernaturally. Well, I need need more, uh, 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 I need more contracts. Walk in love toward those you're trying to get contracts with. It's the bond of perfection. You will bond. They won't even know why. They'll just go, I like you. They will. Because the favor of God will be on you. 
But we're to walk in forgiveness. So what is forgiveness? It's the act of excusing a mistake or offense. Well, they did me wrong, and I'm never going to let them forget it. Well, then you're going to rot in your bones. Amen. I just quoted a scripture. It carries the idea of someone who has committed a crime and they are released from their sentence without paying the penalty. The penalty was paid by somebody else. And so we saw this and we, we were looking at uh, last three weeks, really, we introdu- introduced the first and then the next two in the series. We talked about this character of God toward us. We talked about that. He ha- we talked about how God forgives us. And we're gonna wrap that up today. And then I sent out via flock note, which you ha- if you haven't signed up for it, you need to sign up for it and check your email if you have signed up for it because I sent this out. Different passages. I sent this last uh, email, I sent over 30 passages that talk about God's forgiving nature. You say, what am I gonna do with those? Write them down in your notes, look them up in your Bible and pray over them and meditate them. And you'll begin to see how much God loves you. But through those verses, we saw this. We saw that God's nature is good. It's ready to forgive. It's abundant in mercy. It's gracious and kind. He's slow to anger. He's non-abandoning. You have no abandonment issues from God in your life. Amen. I love that. He delights in mercies. He subdues our iniquities. I love that. He actually jumped over your sins looking to the day that you'd receive him. Wasn't that nice of him? He, he, he knows we are dust and he remembers our frame. You know how, if you let the Holy Spirit open that up in your mind, if you trust him in that and he showed, do you know how awesome that is? He understands you when others go, no, I'm, I don't understand where you're coming from. He knows exactly where we're coming from. Perfectly, and he's merciful. So these passages of scripture strengthen our faith. So what I want to do first here, and we're talking, still talking about the character of God, uh, 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 and this was point number two in the series. I want to, I want to talk about this real quick this morning. Christ is the manifestation of God's forgiveness. Ephesians chapter one verse seven says this: In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. That's Ephesians chapter one verse seven. In Him we have what? Redemption through what? Our works, His blood, the forgiveness of what? Sins according to the riches of his grace. Forgiveness was released to us through redemption by the shedding of Jesus' blood. Now listen to this. In the Roman Empire, there were some 60 million slaves. Do you know not much has changed? They're just different kinds. All right. And these slaves were bought and sold like pieces of furniture. During that time, a slave could not purchase their own freedom. Listen closely. But a man who was not a slave could purchase a slave and set them free. (laughs) That's good news. You're about to find out why. This is what Jesus did for us. He became a man free from from the slavery of original sin or the sin of Adam. 
which was inherited by all of us from Adam. Jesus, in his perfect state of sinlessness, purchased our freedom from slavery. He paid the price for our sin and set us free if we will receive it. So a slave can't set a slave free, but a free man can set a slave free. And Jesus was and is, is still the free man. You know, he didn't give up his humanity. He just gave up the blood. Remember, he appeared to his disciples and he said, he said, I'm flesh and bone. He still has his physical body. Isn't that amazing? Now it's glorified. Now that'll mess with your head. We have no concept, but he still has it. In other words, God became man permanently. That could make me do a backflip if I knew how. All right. He became a man and purchased our freedom. This is grace and forgiveness. Another phrase that just describes forgiveness here is the phrase to carry away. This is significant because it speaks back to one of the rituals the Jews were commanded to perform under the old covenant. On the day of atonement, when the high priest sent the scapegoat into the wilderness. We find this recorded, and you can write this down and look at it later, in Leviticus chapter 16. During this ritual, the priest would bring in two goats. So this is under the old covenant. One goat was killed, and the blood was sprinkled before God on the mercy seat. Boy, I wonder if Peter was around back then. Boy, they would not like this at all. But this was the sacrifice. Now, let me ask you a question, because we need to answer this question. Did Jesus say humans were of, were of more value than animals? Okay, go read the Gospels. You'll find out he did. He literally said, you are of more value than they. Now, we live in a culture that glorifies the animal to the point, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to make people mad, but I don't care. To the point where people call their dog their kid. Now, I'm going to say something, and I want you to think about this. I understand you love your pet. I don't think you should, you know, not treat your pet right. But if you call your dog your kid, what is that saying about you as a parent? Almost. They almost got it all. You're saying you're a dog. (laughs) It's not your kid. It's a blessing. God created them for you. You should treat them with respect according to the book of Proverbs. You should not abuse them or mistreat them. If you can't own it with the proper care for the animal, you should not have one. Because that's mismanagement of stewardship that God has given of the creation to us as those who have, were inheritors of the creation. All of these things. But please, don't call your animal a human. They ain't. And our culture lives this way. They're like, oh, this is our culture. And you need to be careful that it doesn't get in you as a believer. They want to legalize the murder of a baby and criminalize the death of an animal. Guys, we should not be thinking that way. 
That is completely opposite of biblical thinking. All right, that's all I'm saying about that. During this ritual in Leviticus, the priest would kill the one goat, sprinkle the blood before God on the mercy seat. Then the priest would put his hands. Now watch this. This is laying on of hands under the old covenant, one form. He would put his hands on the head of the goat uh, that was still alive. And he would confess the sins of the people over it. And then the goat was taken into the wilderness and let go. So the blood was spilled, the sins were paid for. The penalty of the sins was then put onto what? The live goat. And then the goat was released. In other words, the sins were taken. You see how Jesus did this? These goats were a picture of Christ dying for our sins. The shed blood paid the penalty, and the scapegoat took the sins away from the people, and they were never to be brought back. You don't go get the scapegoat and go, it was my pet. I know everybody, you know, our culture, Lord, help us. Come back, Lord. Just, they're insane down here. They don't think like you. People are thinking about the little goats that jump. You know, like the little pets. We're, pet, we're making a pet out of everything. Have you ever watched the videos? Uh, I've seen some of these where people are like snuggling with this huge cow. I'm thinking, why are you doing that to your steak? All right. I totally set you up on that. Good preaching, Sean. Go ahead. Believe I will. <laughs> Last time I checked, the prodigal comes home. We got to kill the fatted calf. Hey, I just love me a burger and a steak. People say, I'm a vegetarian. Well, I eat what you eat that my food eats. And I include the greens too. Okay, so <laughs> love me. All right. Jesus paid the penalty, John 1, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who what? Oh, do you see it? I know you see it. He took it away. Took away the sins of the people he liked, the people who did everything right, the Jews only, the You know what the greatest tragedy of hell is? The people there had their sins paid for and they didn't accept it. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. How far is that? Can you go east and eventually hit west? You got to turn around, right? That's the point of the argument. You're free from your sins. They are all paid for. All of them. Even if people that don't understand forgiveness around you bring them up, if you've asked for forgiveness from the Lord, they are gone, 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 gone. And the Lord is not looking at you going, 
Oh, here it's that old sinner coming up to the throne again. If you're an old sinner, you can't get to the throne. You have to get clean first. Oh, oh I'm a, I think I'll hit on that one too. You are not an old sinner saved by grace. I said, you are not an old sinner saved by grace. If you've been born again, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are cleansed, free, and washed. Come on. You cannot revert in your thinking back to, I've got to earn this. If you or I could earn it, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. Now, watch this. I have a great teaching online on the website uh, called The Blood Covenant, if you want to understand this more. I think it's like eight parts or something like that. But listen to this. God, for our salvation, cut covenant with himself. This is, this is, you have to fight to understand this stuff, guys. There's so much darkness. There's so much fear. The devil hates this. He can't stand it. God put on skin and cut covenant with Jesus. When the covenant was established with Father Abraham, had many sons and I am. All right, that just always goes through my head. All right, so God bless Faith Chapel for letting those do that in children's church. For those of you that don't know, man, you just don't know. You missed half your childhood right there. <laughs> Turn around, sit down. Okay, anyway, so. God put Abraham to sleep when he cut the covenant. And a smoking furnace and a burning lamp walked through the animal parts. Father, son. <laughs> My salvation is so secure. It's so secure. Because I put my faith in him. He saved me, amen? He forgives us according to the riches of his grace. Now I'm going to make some statements that are going to be awesome, but you're going to have to fight to own them. How infinite is his grace? It cannot be calculated. The riches of his grace cannot be exhausted even if all men on the earth were to partake at one time. <laughs> the lights don't even dim in heaven. It's like, whoa. Yeah. People go, what happened? The Lord said, we just had 40 million people saved at once. Nope. He is exceedingly abundantly above all. <laughs> How can you have joy in the midst of this world? Because I'm not living from this world. I'm living from that one. The riches of his grace cannot be exhausted. This is the standard he uses to forgive us. There is no sin we have committed or ever will commit, hello, that he cannot or will not forgive. If there is a sin that he, or, or if there is a sin that cannot be forgiven, then, there is a, then sin is greater than grace. Come on, think with me. That thought is blasphemous. See, a lot of times religion will teach you blasphemy on the other side, which there is. 
But that thought is blasphemous. If there's a sin that wasn't, you realize what we're saying when we say, no, God can't forgive me. What you're saying is Jesus didn't do it all. And yet he hung on the cross and said, it is. You're saying, Jesus, I did something so evil that you have to come back down and repay. Come on. We have to think this way. Man, we've been religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. If you had at your disposal an infinite checking account, there could never be a bill or a debt large enough to cause you to go bankrupt. Don't let the devil browbeat you and tell you that your sins have been so bad that God no longer loves you or will not forgive you. You remind Satan that your sins are forgiven according to the riches of his grace. For Satan to bankrupt heaven, he would have to be bigger than God. <laughs> God's mercy, which is grace in action, endures forever. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy about this. You say, why? Because I need it. I need it. And let me help you. So do you. <laughs> it's... it's The level of forgiveness is so great. You know, I, I know even under the old covenant, you think about the Psalms of David. If you want to go over to Matthew 18, we'll break into this real quick. And then we're going to get into how we're going to forgive others. It's going to be awesome. You say, why, Sean? Because unity in the body of Christ releases glory. Imagine the peace in your life as relationships are restored or healed. Whew. You can just rest. Your ulcers will heal. Your blood pressure will go back down. Your liver won't harden up. Your doctor will go, what happened to you? And you say, I've started forgiving. Cancer will shrivel up and die in the name of Jesus. Heart disease will leave. Kidney disease will dry up. <laughs> Why? Because we're tapping into the forgiveness of God. Well, it was horrible what they did to me. I know, but you're going to see that what we did to God was way worse. And that compared to the debt that we owed him, anybody else that we owe forgiveness to, it's actually minuscule. Well, they hurt me. Forgive them. Get healed. Love those who have hurt you. Oh, my goodness. If you want strength and freedom, this is it. And do you know this world will tell you that preacher's crazy. He, there's no way anybody can do that. And I tell you that in the, by the scriptures, all things are possible with God and all things are possible to him who believes. And you can live in freedom and there can be a restoration of the relationships in your own life that have fallen apart and we are gonna go this direction and Billings is gonna have revival. <laughs> 
it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I will find the people that will forgive and love and do what Jesus said to do, and we will see. And the Lord will raise us up and make us a standard for his kingdom. And others will come and look to see how. And each of us that are a part of it and that continue will have something to say. We walk in love. We forgive. And I know I didn't say thus saith the Lord, but that was a prophecy. Even in the Old Testament, I didn't forget. They would make statements, David, for the Lord, he is angry. (laughs) He is, and his mercy. Now, I know there's scriptures that talk about God getting angry. I understand it. I understand he has anger, but you can't think of his anger like you think of your uncle who can't control his. God does not judge, go, God does not get mad, wipe out a nation and go, oops, I lost my temper. That is not how God operates at all. God only releases judgment like that if there is absolutely 100% no place for repentance among the hearts of the people. That is it. Do you know how long patience, how long suffering God is? Think about Noah and the ark. The Bible says that during that time, every thought of every person was evil continually. I know, I know, I know, I know. There's people in our righteous indignation as we when we don't understand things like we should biblically we think god when are you going to pour out wrath on this group of people that's causing so many problems and they've they've embraced satan he is waiting patiently to see if there's an opportunity for salvation i'll just put it to you this way if they're still on the planet there's an opportunity i I know people think god is not random stop thinking that way He is precise. He is so precise. You know, sometimes people read this. So uh, next week, we'll go to Matthew 18. (laughs) That's a blessing. (laughs) I got such revelation on Matthew 18. I am telling you, it is going to shake you to your insides. I could barely sit in my seat when I was studying in my office. Sometimes I just want to get up and run around the office. Yeah! Sounded a little bit like Goofy from. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Think about this. Ananias and Sapphira. Pastor Joy, you want to come? Ananias and Sapphira. People say, well, God just took them out. No, no, no. How long does it take to sell land? Come on. I know some of you are like, Oh my goodness, that's a real revelation. How long does it take to sell land? It takes time. They had to sit down and figure out a price. They had to, they had to uh, 
take time to get all the legal stuff together. They had to then put it on the market. You know, it's no different than today. In other words, all that time they were doing that, the Holy Ghost was saying, don't do this. Stop, stop, stop going that direction. Stop moving that way. You're not in line with me. Your heart's not going the right direction. You're following your flesh. You're not following my spirit. That was happening the whole time. The Holy Spirit was doing what? Stop, slow down. Hell is coming if you go this direction. Don't go this way. Don't lose my plan for your life. He was doing that the whole time. But what did they do? Peter said it. You've allowed Satan in. And guys, think about it. What was it over? They wanted to look like the big giver. They're after status. How merciful is the Lord, though? All that time. And I still believe that if that happened, you know, part of the youth ministry's job should be to bury the dead people. That's what happened in the book of Acts. You know, you want to talk about setting your kids on a right path they'll never forget about. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.